Welcome to Encourage Her Podcast. I'm your host, Joe, co-founder and creator of a mission called Encourage Her. We are a God-given, purpose-driven mission to encourage and inspire women to live lives that encourage other women. It's as simple as that. We pray that this podcast encourages you, and then you turn around and encourage her. Thanks for showing up. We'll show up for you every Monday. Keep listening, share, review, and encourage her. Join our mission today. Monday is the worst day. Monday is the best day. Good morning, encouragers. How are you? It's Joe. Happy Monday. So glad you showed up. I truly feel honored that you choose to click on my podcast and listen in. And I don't think that's an accident. I don't take it for granted. And I feel very lucky to be the one who gets to encourage you for a few minutes here. So let's get started. I don't know where you're at, ladies. And I don't know what your weekend looked like. I don't know what your life looks like. I'm not sure how you're struggling. I don't know if or how um, you relate to God. I don't know much, right? I'm just here speaking into you, into your life. So I pray that this encourages you. And then I hope and pray that you'll be able to turn it around after being filled up, inspired, encouraged, um, you know, just curious maybe even to then turn around and get out in your world and encourage another woman. My prayer is that women become women who want to encourage another woman. Of all times, we need it more now than ever. We need to encourage each other. We're going through a whole lot of stuff. It's been a cray-cray year, am I right? So we need some inspiring stories, and we need some women who are out there encouraging each other. So this month, I um, decided to do, I guess, like a mini-series where every week we've talked about a different biblical character who is a female. And these stories are on purpose, these stories are real, and they can teach us things. So, And they all will speak to us differently. So my encouragement is always that after I read you this scripture and just kind of give you my take on it or my perspective or my takeaway, then you get into the word after and read it for yourself and see what God says to you based on that character. So that would be my challenge to you this week. We are going to end this little mini series with Ruth because I felt that even though this little mini book, it's about four pages long, about a quarter of the way into the Bible in the Old Testament, you could miss it if you weren't. Um, you know, looking for it. It's a, it's a gem. And there's so much symbolism and wisdom and beauty in this little story. And I truly feel it really aligns with my mission with God, which is encourage her. And so I want to end here with just this little series. And we will start a new, a new little uh, theme next week. But thanks for joining in. And let's, let's listen to the story of Ruth. If you want to join me, I'm just going to be in the first um, couple of chapters of the book of Ruth. And again, read it for yourself after we're done. So I want to give you a little background, because even if you're someone who's been in her Bible since she was, you know, a toddler, which wasn't my story, but if you're someone like that, you might have heard this story a million times. But I still want you to listen. I don't want you to space out, (laughs) because every time you hear it, it can speak to you, right? Maybe a different aspect pops out. Maybe a different, 
you know, you're in a different season, so it changes. I'll give you a little background because every good story um, requires context. So let's think about this, the life of Ruth, um, as, a, as a big picture of a little story that has a big meaning. Okay, so to give you a little background, ladies, there's a woman named Naomi, and her husband and she were living in Bethlehem in Judah, and there was a famine. So they chose to leave Judah, which was their home, and move to a different place called Moab. And um, they were foreigners there. They chose to, you know, settle down and plant roots, you know, the whole thing, and raise their boys there. And their boys ended up marrying two women named um, Orpah, which I always want to say Oprah because it's spelled almost the same, Orpah and Ruth. And then, unfortunately, her husband, meaning Naomi's husband, and her two sons all died. That left Naomi and two daughter-in-laws to fend for themselves. And in these times, um, women didn't necessarily have the power. Um, When they were widowed, they didn't have even sometimes the say as to what would happen with their life or Um, who would take care of them. It was very scary and very concerning. And here they were left uh, with basically like no protection, no caretaker, no income, you know, no way to get money, just very basic needs. Um, They were left. So they had to make some decisions. And Naomi heard um, in her town that the Lord had actually come to the aid of his people back um, in Bethlehem. So she wanted to return to Bethlehem. And she says here, I'm in chapter one, verse eight says, then Naomi said to her daughter-in-laws, go back each of you to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown me and shown your husband's May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. So her prayer was that they would go back to their homelands, find a new husband, and move on with their lives and be protected. And um, each woman had a slightly different reaction. Even though Naomi kissed them goodbye and cried, they had a really beautiful bond, the three of them. They'd obviously been through a lot, right? Um, and she was a mother to them because they left their, you know, they got married and um, their husbands died, but she was a mother to them, mother figure. So there's a lot of beauty in that right there. She just expected them to go. And then Naomi said something interesting in verse 11. She says, um, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who could become your husbands? Return home. I am too old to have another husband, even if I thought that there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and gave birth to that son, would you wait for that son to grow up? Um, And at this, they both began to cry. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law and said goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth had said, we will go back with you to your people. So Ruth wanted to stay. Ruth wanted to continue on and travel with Naomi. 
she was going to leave her homeland and be a foreigner in another land to stay with her mother-in-law. And Naomi is saying, no, no, go. You know, like, what are you thinking? This is crazy. I'll go. You go, you know. So just incredible um, dedication. And I believe Ruth really shows here like such loyalty to her family and just the relationships that she built. Such beauty right here. And she decides to go with Naomi. So Orpah goes back to her homeland and, and uh, Naomi and Ruth travel to Bethlehem. So when they get to Bethlehem, like I said, there was no way for them to um, eat even, just basic needs and survival. So Ruth decided to go tend um, a field nearby, a grain field. And she just so happens to tend a grain field of a man named Boaz. And she just starts working and he comes on the field that same morning and he just you know he's talking to the people and he says basically who is this woman in chapter 2 verse 6 he says who does that young woman belong to so again like I said women are um, you know not necessarily independent right so who does this woman belong to and one of the overseers that is there says she is a Moab who came back from Moab with Naomi In other words, she's a foreigner. She chose to come here. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and was remained here from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So she's just telling you, like, she's a hard worker. She came all day. She's been here working all day. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me and watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars. The men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face in the ground and she asked him, Why have I found such favor in your eyes, a foreigner? Boaz replied, I've been told about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and your mother and your homeland, and you came to live with a people who you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done And may you be richly rewarded by the Lord and the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. So what ends up happening is Ruth and uh, Boaz end up getting married. And she ends up having a child. And um, I want to take you to the end of the book. Let me see if I can find the exact verse. Here we go. It says, Naomi gains a son. So I'm in chapter four now, verse 13. So Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. When he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive and she gave birth to a son. The woman said to Naomi, the grandmother, praise be to the Lord who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. 
He will renew your life and sustain you to an old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. So the Lord goes on to not only um, provide a new husband, but then a baby. And what's so special about this particular baby is that it goes on to be the beginning of the lineage of Jesus's life. So it is the beginning of um, my family and I would do the Jesse tree devotion every year. It talks about um, the lineage of Jesus and it begins um, right here. This is the beginning of the story. So Ruth got to be a part of the beginning of the story of Jesus. And if you think about how powerful that is and what she must have felt and gone through, and it brings me to a few takeaways. There is no season or circumstance that God allows where he doesn't have a result in mind for your life and for your good, even if it doesn't feel good. So I know that's hard to hear because I've gone through really hard seasons before. And those statements can often feel very hard. But I recently heard it said this way, God is result-oriented. He doesn't will things unless there's a result in mind. So in Ruth's circumstance, right, she lost her husband, her father-in-law, her brother-in-law, and is left with these two women, left with no one to care for her, left very vulnerable, chose to become a foreigner in a different culture, land. Um, Imagine what that would feel like, left with an older woman to now care for, no way to do it. When you think about the practical life that this must have, how must this have really felt and looked? And you think about her loyalty. And this is a symbol of loyalty and about abiding or sticking to God and God's plan. Abiding and loyalty. And it's incredible how the story goes on. And yes, she still suffered, but God continued to bless her. And he he chose to reward her for her loyalty in such a powerful way to use this story, Lord, ladies, as an example for us to show us that, yes, there are hard times. Life is not promised to be easy. If you can show me a scripture in this word, in this whole book of the Bible that says your life will be a cakewalk, your life will be without problems, then point me to that verse because I have never read that. But what it does say over and over and over again in many, many different stories and in many, many different symbols, it says that God has a place for you that was picked on purpose and through abiding in him, meaning sticking with him, trusting in him, leaning on him, even when it's hard, even when you don't see a future, even when you don't want to, (laughs) he's got a result in mind. And it's going to grow you and it's going to change you. It's going to make you closer to him. You're going to learn more about him and how much he loves you. 
That doesn't always mean it's going to end with a husband and a baby, but it means that it's going to further his kingdom. Ruth's obedience and loyalty furthered God's kingdom, began, literally began the lineage of Jesus. He wove all of that together on purpose to show us its power. And then my, my other takeaway, ladies, is just the beauty of sisterhood. If we could look at each other, instead of looking at each other from different cultures, from different towns, from different backgrounds, and kind of seeing the differences and it creating division among us as sisters, and we just functioned as family, can you imagine how the world would look? Can you imagine how it would feel? We got rid of all the mean girl stuff. We got rid of all the judgy stuff. All the tearing each other up. Comparison. Can we just wipe all that away? And can we live like Ruth? And it literally said she clung to her. Imagine clinging to your sisters in times of need. Wow. That's incredible. And of course, it might not always look as dramatic as moving to a foreign country after you just lost your husband, no. But it might look like not leaving her side when she's struggling. Loyalty in sisterhood is a powerful, powerful thing. And we're called to do it. We're called to love people. The two greatest commands, love God, love others. Ladies, I, I pray that this story encouraged you today. I don't know how you heard it. I'd love to hear from you. I absolutely so much appreciate and adore when I hear from you. It's awesome to hear how God is using these podcasts in your life. Feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear your takeaway. If this story spoke to you, share it with her. Share this podcast or talk to somebody about it today. And lastly, go back and reread Ruth. It's about four pages. You can do it. (laughs) get a Bible app, pick up a Bible. Um, If you're like me, I like a good old paper Bible so I can scratch it up, highlight it. Um, But get in Ruth today. She will encourage you. And let's remember to abide in him and trust in him because he is a result-oriented God, even when it's hard. Even when it's hard. All right, ladies, love to you all. Happy Monday. I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a great week. Even if there's hard stuff, trust in God and choose today to look in the eyes of another woman and encourage her. Let's get out there and be women who encourage. We, our, our faces might be covered with masks still, but our eyes are available and we can use our voice. All right, ladies, love to you all. I'll see you again next Monday. Have a great day. Thanks for joining me today. It was fun being together. I hope you feel encouraged. I'll see you next week. Get out there and be an encourager.